And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Wednesday, February 3rd, and this is the program where we try to provide you with unconventional but also entertaining insights on your money and your life. Mark, remember when we wrote that a million years ago? Anyway, I'm Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst. He, the guy Mark that I refer to all the time, he is Mark Telercio, and he is the executive producer of my life and this show. And uh, we're both certified financial planners. And we would love to hear from you because all we want to do with that CFP, that designation after passing those hard tests, is we want to try to help you out. Okay. So if you would like some financial assistance or advice, why don't you give us a holler? Email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, and that will bring you to us as well. And if you are willing to come on the air, all you have to do is say that, hey, I want to come on the air with you guys. Now, what is the benefit of coming on the air? I can actually ask you follow-up questions that you may not have thought to include in your email question. Also, it's just more fun because aren't you just more interested to hear two voices rather than one? I know that I am. So today we are delighted because Chloe is on the line and she is in Arizona. Welcome, Chloe. What can we do for you? So I wrote into you because I have sort of a unique challenge uh, in saving for retirement with my husband. Um, my husband is undocumented and um, 
because of all of the many laws that are involved in getting um, citizenship, it might be some time before he is eligible for his own social security number and before he's eligible, therefore, for retirement accounts. Okay, let me just say one thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people listening might be surprised about this, that you can be married to a U.S. citizen and still not automatically become a U.S. citizen, right? That is true. And it is especially true since the pandemic. Okay, got it. Now, so tell me about yourselves. How, how, How do you support yourselves? What's going on? Yep. So I am a teacher. Um, I'm in my 16th year teaching and he is a heavy equipment mechanic. So he works on diesel engines. We both have maintained employment through um, the pandemic. So we're very grateful for that. We uh, own a home that's valued at about 350000 And we have a three-month emergency fund. We're working to get that to about a six-month emergency fund. Cars are paid off, no consumer debt, Um, I have an $11,000 student loan. Right now, I have a unique opportunity to, I have a 457 employer match. um, And this is the first year that I'm maxing that out. Great. What's the interest rate on the mortgage? Uh, 3.875. You own a house. It's worth 350. You have $160,000 left on the mortgage. The student loan, is it a federal student loan or a private student loan? Yeah, it's a federal student loan. So that's essentially at 0% right this second. Correct. Correct. Have you made payments during the pandemic when it was at 0%? I've continued to make payments, yes. Oh, that's good. You're on track to pay this off pretty quickly, right? Yes, correct. Good. Okay. Now, so you as a teacher, 16 years into the system, you have a pension. Um, Mm -hmm. You also have a 457 plan. Now, tell me a little bit about that. So the 457 plan is there's a $1,200 match from my employer. And because I realized that my husband won't be able to open up his own IRA for an undefined period of time, Mm -hmm. I am thinking of the 457 as retirement for us both. And so I'm maxing that out. Um, So by the end of this year, that account will have, depending on the market, somewhere around uh, 35,000 in it. How much do you earn as a teacher? Um, so I make 70000 I work for a charter school that um, has a pay per- for performance um, structure. Wow. And how much does he earn? Um, he earns about 50000 a year, give or take, depending on the year. And he pays taxes on that fifty, or not? Correct. He does. Um, he has to use something called an ITIN to pay. Um, but yes, he is able to pay taxes. Okay. So on that hundred twenty grand a year... Tell me about um, how's the cash flow? So the cash flow month to month, um, we're meeting all of our um, expenses, mortgage, utilities, all that stuff. And we are able to save somewhere between it. The picture has changed since I started making these big contributions to the 457. So I'd say now we have about 1500 to $2,000 a month uh, to save. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. This is great. You're doing great. Okay. Thanks. You're really doing great. <laughs> so breathe. You're doing great. You know, I'd like your emergency reserve fund to be a little bit closer to your six month target of emergency, yes. right? So let's say that that's good. Okay. Now, what else is invested? You've got the 457 plan, you've got the emergency reserve. Do you have any other accounts that are out there floating around? So I, I uh, worked in another state. 
I, I have a, another pension where I invested. Mm. About thir- I know it's kind of tricky. I'm not sure what to do with that money. So it's 13000 And so I'm not sure whether I should roll that over into a traditional IRA or if I leave it there because it will be a pension when I reach retirement age. Is there any chance you would move back to that state? No chance. No, wow. (laughs) This wasn't so great. I mean, look, it's $13,000. I know what state it is, but I'm not going to out you because I want you to, I want to be clear about that. That state has an amazing pension plan, but it's only 13 grand. You know what I'm saying? So um, if you just want ease of management, you could certainly roll it over into an IRA rollover wherever, you know, like Fidelity, Vanguard, whatever. You know what I mean? So there's not, doesn't really matter. I would only say to really keep it if there were more money in it and also if you thought you might go back there. But if you're not, it's okay to roll it over. I think that your game plan is terrific because essentially what you've done is you've said, I'm going to push as much money into retirement as we possibly can. You reduce your own taxable income, or even even if you use a Roth, it's okay. You're, You're putting that money aside. And then your husband's income can basically help float your general expenses. Okay. And so I think this is a good game plan. I I I do. Look, the federal student loan. You're probably on pace to pay it off by the end of this year-ish. Is that about right? Um, yeah, I think that sounds right. Okay. So, you know, if you had a little extra money, I would like it that you not pay any interest on that. So in the near term, if you have that $1,500 or 2000 I think that what you might want to do is to take some of that 1500 2000 and put it into the emergency reserve fund and also make a couple, a little extra money on the, on the student loans. Cause that interest is going to be real when it comes back into your life. I kind of want that to be paid off by the end of this year. So I think that those are the ways that I would use the 1500 or 2000 right now. I, I also want you to know that as you're doing this, don't be in a rush to pay off your mortgage. Don't, don't, don't. It's really, you know, it's not worth it. And the other aspects of your financial life are going to come into clearer focus, obviously, as time moves on. And, and you know, if he um, is able to gain citizenship and you can do that, then we can start talking about like what are his options for creating a retirement fund. And, and you can do more of that. So I think it sounds good to me. It sounds like you're doing exactly what you should be doing. Okay. So walking away from the pension because it is a fairly nominal amount is is okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to walk away from it. You're going to roll it over. It's a direct rollover into an IRA rollover account. Okay. Uh, Mark said you wanted to have kids. Is that right? Yeah. So we're hoping um, soon uh, to have to have one or two children. Um, and I know that will change the picture significantly. Yes. Um, and you may not have that fifteen hundred or two thousand extra. <laughs> so, if that's the case, just to remind you again, if you don't have that surplus money, it's even more important for you to have the student loan debt paid down by the time you have kids or by the end of this year. To have the six month emergency reserve fund, even put some extra money in there, just because it's expensive to have kids. And do not, do not, do not put any money into a education fund until we get more of your retirement savings rolling, okay? 
that is, that sounds like a great plan to me. I, um, I got no help with college and I still managed to do it. So I feel pretty well, good. You sound, just like, you sound just like Mark in that respect. Of course, since you're contemplating children, I want to remind you to have your estate planning done. So right now you would have a simple will with you and your husband. I don't even know how that works with undocumented, but you should talk to a lawyer about that. And when you have children, it will become even more important. Okay. 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 All right. Good luck. Keep on keeping on. Well done. Thank you so much. If you, like Chloe, need some advice, we would love to help you out. All you need to do is send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And by the way, if you're on our website because you wanted to sign up for our free weekly newsletter, which is fantastic, don't forget that you can always hit us up right from the website, the contact button. While you are on that website, there's all sorts of fun things for you. You can read, you can listen, you can watch, you can do all all sorts of fun things. And you can also make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast. You can do it from the website. You can do it wherever you're listening right now and pass it along because we need you. We need our people. It's the Jill on Money tribe. I love it. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, lift somebody up today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.